Well, good morning and happy Friday to you. As you listen to this, it is Friday morning, September 30th. This is Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network, and I'm Adam Wright. But unlike normal, I am not live in studio today. More on that in a minute. Let's pray. Let's begin this morning giving the day to our Lord. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As you listen to this on this Friday morning, I am actually in Phoenix, Arizona right now for a radio conference. And I was praying for you all day yesterday on retreat with some of my fellow radio colleagues. So what are we going to do today? Well, we thought with the month of October starting tomorrow, the month of the rosary, we could go back in time to a roadmap roundup earlier this year on another day very important to the rosary. And that day was Friday, May 13th. Our Lady of Fatima. And so that's the plan for this morning. We hope you enjoy this encore edition of the Roadmap Roundup. Before we get to that, let's get you today's weather. I I don't think May 13th's weather is going to serve you well today. So let's go to Mike Roberts and get a check of today's weather, and then we will have our encore Roadmap Roundup after that. Today is the memorial of St. Jerome, Doctor of the Church. Born in the mid-4th century in what is now Croatia, his parents were Christians, but Jerome was not so quick to follow. In his early teens, he was sent to Rome to study grammar, philosophy, and rhetoric. This was a path that would likely have made him a lawyer, but along the way, he became quite accustomed to the pleasures of life in much the same way Augustine had. Though guilt over his sins weighed heavily on him, Jerome had a hard time changing his ways. Finally, his Christian friend Boniface convinced him to convert, and he was baptized by Pope Liberius. Jerome had a gift for learning and writing. A period of extensive studies at several schools gave him a broad ecclesiastical foundation and ultimately took him to a monastery overseen by Bishop St. Valerius, who had gathered a number of other Christian scholars, and it was here he developed a great skill as a translator during a severe illness that nearly took his life. Jerome had a number of visions, and then after regaining his health, spent four years as a hermit. He traveled after that to the Holy Land, where he met a woman named Paula, her daughter, and several of Paula's followers. They settled in Bethlehem, where they had a monastery. And it was here that Jerome finished the translation of the scriptures, which he had started many years earlier. Especially important was the translation of the Bible. He died on this day in 420. St. Jerome, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. It's our Roadmap Roundup Friday, and Paula Julik is with us. Paula, today is the 105th anniversary of the first apparition of our Blessed Mother at Fatima, and at Fatima she asked us to pray the rosary daily. Now, many of us are in the habit of praying the rosary regularly, 
but not quite daily yet. Yet, um, you know, y- you study the human brain. That's that's one of the things I find fascinating about you. What can we do to to get to that final push? Like if we're praying the rosary five sevenths of the week, you know, how can we get those last two days? What are some of the habits we can promote? I think that's a great question, Adam. You know, I think a lot of us get busy. You know, we have kids, we have jobs. We're you know, there's lots of reasons why you you know don't get to it. Um, there was a, a priest told me a long time ago. He said, you know, this was, this was blew my mind. He said, you know, you you can split that rosary up. You don't have to pray like all at once. You could do like a decade in the morning in the shower. You do a decade, you know, taking your kids to school at lunch. And that to me was a game changer. I was like, wow, that's just a different way of thinking about the rosary. So that, I mean, that's one part. But then there's the other part, I think, which is the, like, why? Like, why should we do this? You know, like, you were talking about asparagus a little bit ago. You know, if you know that you need to eat your broccoli, why why need to eat the broccoli? Well, because it has cancer, you know, cancer fighting chemicals in it. Well, that may be, might make me more interested in doing it. So with the rosary, I mean, we have these great promises that Our Lady made to us. Like, you know, basically, she'll take care of us forever. You know, she'll be there at the end. I mean, these are pretty big things. So I think that's I think it's a the knowing the why also is a big push. Yeah, I like I like looking strategically for where to pray the rosary in the day too. Like the other day. Uh, as, as I shared on the show Wednesday morning, my wife's car broke down. So after the show, I have to go wait for a tow truck driver. And I was getting really steamed. I'm like, oh, it's hot out. and I'm not going to run the engine because I don't want to I don't want to waste the gas with the cost of gas being what it is. And I'm like, maybe I'll watch something on my phone. And I'm like, no, knucklehead, pray the rosary. You've got time right now. This is the perfect time to pray the rosary. I don't know. Corey, you yeah. look like you want to jump in on this. <laughs> so... Um the the why that's the that's the really big thing for me i'm always asking why what why do i do these things that i do why why do i take 20 minutes out of my day to do those uh, to to pray a rosary i mean i could be watching a great show and <laughs> i could be reading a great book i could be doing playing with my kids or you know just just sitting um but uh, that that's something um i have to take the rosary and and make it why am i praying this rosary um in particular so um, i was just sharing with adam earlier i got a, a wonderful mother's day present um which was uh, a rosary my daughter made for me um and she put i have 10 children so she put um the um birthstones of each one of my children on each one of those rosaries. Uh, so I am praying for each one of my children on each one of those Hail Marys. And so that's that's a big why. So this week I've actually tried to figure out, you know, what am I going to pray for each one of these children or for the health and safety, for their their spiritual welfare, for, you know, the strength and right choices and things like that. So Ooh, that's I love that, that that kind yeah. of forces you into that. Like you're going to pray for your children because you're on their birthstone. Right. And then... And then what, that what decade, intention? right, that decade is for their health and safety for each one of those children. So yeah. um, anyway, I, this is something that's just come into my mind this this week because of this rosary. So but it, it makes me a little more excited to pray it. Um, so, you know, it, it makes me want to sit down. And that's an excellent idea to just do a decade at a time, because sometimes that's mm-hmm. all I have. So, all right. right. <clears throat> all right. Well, I you know, for me, um, I'm, I'm not the best example of praying a daily rosary, but uh When you understand what the rosary is, which is, you know, kind of the the layman's version of the divine office, right, the the liturgy of the hours, um, and that it's connected with, you know, the number of psalms in scripture and that kind of thing, uh, I think it really creates a deeper connection to, you know, the life of the church, right, and and the prayer of the church. 
and and when you want to be connected to the church, if that's what you desire, uh, you know, obviously religious priests, uh, you know, sisters, nuns, you know, brothers, they are going to be praying the divine office, right? The, the liturgy of the hours, uh, praying those psalms and saying the rosary. But we can participate in that in just a simple way with the rosary. And so I think sometimes if we, if we kind of maybe have that mindset, that's kind of a, a, a neat thing yeah. to know that when we're saying that rosary, we're, we're actually participating in the, the living, breathing life of the church, right? That's kind of cool. Yeah. I have a friend um, who prays usually on the weekends, not so much on the weekdays because the work schedule is what the work schedule is. He usually prays, um, well, he always prays a daily rosary. I'm going to start there. Weekdays, maybe he'll pray two, one in the morning, one in the evening. But weekends, he may say all four sets of mysteries in one day. You know, one in the early morning, one mid-morning, early afternoon, late afternoon, or evening. And I like that because I'm, I'm, I'm big into the rhythms of the day. And as we, you know, another great quote we heard this week on the show was from Father Mark Goring, who was talking about the, the rule, like the monastic rule for the monasteries. And the, there's a phrase, if you keep the rhythm, the rhythm will keep you. Or uh, if you keep the rule, the rule will keep you is the actual principle. And I love that idea, Paul, of what you were saying throughout the day. I mean, just stopping to pray a decade here, a decade there. It'd be great. You know, I, I wholly encourage pray the entire rosary at one time if you're able to, friends. But if, you, if you're not, praying it throughout the day is better than not praying it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, think of those church bells that we're still able to hear depending on where you live. You know, in my house, we can hear the church bells. They're kind of faint because we're far away from the bell tower, but we hear them. And that was that reminder to the farmers out in the field when we had an agrarian society in Europe. Um, go pray, right? You know, like stop your tilling of the soil for a second and say a quick prayer here. Um, because the monks are gathering for prayer or the sisters are gathering for prayer in the cloister. There's a lot more we could say about this, but um, I think we're going to save that for after the break. We are going to take a quick break here. You're listening to the Roadmap Roundup. Stay tuned. Prayer to Our Lady of Perpetual Help. O Mother of Perpetual Help, grant that I may ever invoke thy most powerful name, which is the safeguard of the living and the salvation of the dying. O purest Mary, O sweetest Mary, let thy name henceforth be ever on my lips. Delay not, O blessed lady, to help me whenever I call on thee. For in all my needs, in all my temptations, I shall never cease to call on thee, ever repeating thy sacred name, Mary, Mary. Welcome back. I'm Adam Wright. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on this Roadmap Roundup Friday, the fastest 60 minutes in all of Christendom. Gabe Jones. Yes. I sometimes think the Apostle Thomas is, you know, St. Thomas, also called Didymus, the unofficial patron saint of Missouri, perhaps, because we're the show-me state. Right. Right? I, I, we identify with Thomas. Uh, yet our Lord said, blessed are those who have not seen and have believed, and Yet here we are with the show me attitude. And we were talking before the break about the rosary. And Paula mentioned, you know, think about broccoli. Broccoli has great nutrients in it that can be cancer fighting. And so you'd like, I, and personally, I like broccoli. I don't like asparagus, but I like broccoli. So I'll eat my broccoli happily. Um, but I didn't know that. And I, and I don't see that happening. And, and someone might say, well, does the rosary really, rosary really make a difference in your life? I want to see the difference. And, and you and I know that it does. 
So how can we, you know, but we both fight that from time to time. Like, mm-hmm. Show me. I want to see it. I want to see the proof. How do we let go of that show me attitude and foster a desire to believe without seeing? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say like the show me attitude and not just the Missouri thing, but just, you know, wanting to see things and have proof that that's a good thing, right? It, it, it is good. We are rational beings. So, you know, digging into something, trying to find the proof for something can be very good, can be helpful, but we are people of faith and faith does not, it's not always rational in the human sense, right? Sometimes we have to just believe things because God is in control and God will do things that we can't wrap our heads around. And, and we're also not on, you and I are not on God's time. So when we say, oh, I want to see something, I want to see a result of this. I want to see this happen. I'm praying, I'm praying, and, and, and you know, I'm expecting a result from it. Uh, or, you know, well, I was going to church and, and I just, you know, I, I don't see the, the miracles happening, right? Um, well, we're not on God's time. That miracle that you want, the thing you want to see, it might happen, you know, six months, two years, 10 years. It might not even happen in your lifetime. And so uh, we have to kind of, well, one, pray for the gift of faith, right? Because faith is a gift. And so you have to be, you know, God is going to give you the eyes to see through that lens of faith, right? So you have to pray for that. And then two, kind of just learn to, to let go and realize that God is in control. And these things that you want to see may not happen on your schedule, but they're still probably going to happen. You know, so I think that's an important perspective to have when you're thinking about, you know, this show me kind of attitude. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I was at the uh, doctor's office yesterday for a follow-up in the ongoing saga of Adam Wright trying to lose weight here. And um, I was really frustrated because I, I had a really good push where I lost a lot of water weight. And I'm like, oh, I'm feeling great because that's a lot of pounds that just came off like that, right? But now it's slowed down. And, and I'm like, Doc, in the last week, I've only lost two pounds. And he's like, that's okay. Because really, I only want you to lose one to two pounds a week for your health and well-being, and he goes, but think about that in the long run. And, and so we did the math right there mm-hmm. in his office. Two times 52, that's 104 pounds in the next year that I could potentially lose if I keep on this two pounds a week. And I think sometimes with prayer, it's kind of the same way. We don't see that immediate effect. Oh, man, I've been praying yeah. this rosary every day this week because I, they told me to on the Roadmap Roundup. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I don't see the effect. Well, you might not see it this week, but like you just said, Gabe, you might see it years down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was told one time by a, a, a religious, uh, that you, you know, we were talking about discernment and praying for things in your life. And, and he said very clearly, like, you know, when you're praying for that thing, right. To have whatever thing show up, right. If that's not going to be helpful to your salvation, God, he's not going to give that to you. Right, if you're gonna pray for that fancy new, you know, pickup truck, oh, you know, Lord, I just, I just want that new truck, you know, like, well, <laughs> that's that that may not be the thing that's necessary for your salvation, right? And so, like, God may not give you that thing, right? Oh, it'd be a miracle if I could get this. Well, okay, but yeah, is that going to be helpful toward the ultimate goal here? So, there are certain things where maybe you're praying for that and praying for that result, and and yeah, you're not gonna see that because. God's like, eh, it's kind of like the doctor, right? No, that's, that's not the thing you want. Yeah. So, Paula, yeah. you look like you want to jump yeah, in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that I, I love what you're saying about that. And one thing about for me that the rosary has done is I think it's changed me because I feel like I'm a nicer person when I pray it. Uh, I feel like I'm less tempted to sin when I pray it. 
Um, my kids tell me I'm nicer when I praise, so that's good. Um, that's always a good thing. You know, so I think that's part of it. Like, it does. It changes you, and then you're nicer. And then, and you know, didn't uh, there was, in the Bible it talked about, you know, the, the widow who, like, knocked on the door. You know, she kept persi- being persistent. If you're persistent in something, you know, maybe God's testing you. Maybe he's like, hey, I want you to kind of stick with this and see what happens. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it's... As you're saying that, I, I'm I'm thinking a lot of things. Paula, you're stirring up some really good conversation mm-hmm. here. Um, wow, I just lost it. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's, I'm, I'm at a loss. For do, we need to, do we need oh, to show you the no, agenda? No, I've got so it. Can, I've got yeah. it. I remember now. So true story, uh, this past week, it was either this past week or late last week, um, I got an email from someone, and I was all hot and bothered by it. I was, I, my blood's boiling and, and I could actually feel a headache coming on and I knew exactly what it was. It was my blood pressure shooting up. And I, so I took my blood pressure and it was not good. It was like 150 over 103, which is bad friends. If you don't know anything about blood pressure, that's bad. And then here in the office, uh, Tony went around and was like, Hey, we're going to pray the rosary now. And I'm like, yes, we're going to pray the rosary now. And that 20 minutes of just sitting in the chair over in our little devotional area, praying the rosary, I took my blood pressure cuff with me. And then after we prayed the rosary, it was back down to a, a good range. You know, not great, mm-hmm. but but a good, safer range. And I'm like, that is a benefit, that when I get all worked up sometimes, I, I just have to say, stop. And, you know, and that, that forgets the whole part that our rosary is efficacious. Like, I'm, I'm focusing on the consolation or the gift that I receive mm-hmm. and, and forgetting that first and foremost— we're honoring the Blessed Mother, who then, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm getting this great consolation right now. I don't even have a, a glimpse of what's in store if she's on my side. So, yeah. right. I think, too, uh, and I don't, Corey, I don't know if you want to jump in, yeah. but um, the, the thing sometimes I see in, in Catholics especially is that um, we get wrapped up in miracles, right? We, we like, that's the, that's the thing that's going to do it. Oh, we just need to see this thing to believe, and, and I don't know, maybe I just have a more simple faith. I'm, you know, or I'm trying to have a more simple faith, right? But like, I don't always need that thing to believe. And, and you see sometimes people say, oh, well, well, look at this thing. And this miracle happened here. And this miracle, and they're always looking for that thing. And maybe just take a step back if that's you, right? And just try to ask God for a more simple faith. Yeah, so. there's um, a lot of times, you know, I didn't think I'd have anything to say about the show me thing because I'm not, I'm not looking for things like that. I'm not, but I think what I'm looking for is that peace. And that's, that's what you were talking about is, is just that peace that if I, I know that if whatever's going on in my brain and whatever I want to have to happen, I know and I understand already from my years of faith and my years of understanding that, that I'm not always going to get what I want. I'm not going to get the truck. I'm not going to get the, you know, the open doors that everybody's going to follow, you know, the, the right path. Um, but I am going to sit down and say, look, this is not in my control and I'm going to give it up and I'm going to give it to the blessed mother and I'm going to give it to Jesus and I'm just going to pray. And that's, that's kind of what I love about the rosary, even though it's repetitious and it's kind of boring to my kids and, but it gives me that peace because I can just meditate and I feel that peace. And, um, you know, talking about changing your yourself and your life, just, just praying the rosary. So years ago, um, my husband gave, uh, well, for Lent, <clears throat> he decided he was only going to listen to Covenant Network. That's for a Lent. good man right there. 
Was that a was that a penance or was that a <laughs> It could hey be now. anything. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> but he decided and and I think it was also cuz it was years ago, 1520 maybe, that he was going to only pray the rosary in the car, so he had his his tape or CD or I don't know, Covenant Network. Um so he prays rosary in the car on the way to work and he like the the road rage went at way down. <laughs> Yeah, and and just I mean he's not really road rage kind of person, but still you think it in your head, right? Yeah. So um, all of that piece and and from that, like you know, he's really his spiritual life has been grown and learned a lot from Covenant Network. Um, so you know, it, but it changed him for sure. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, I, w- I want to move on here, but we've uh, talked about miracles, and and that actually leads us into our next topic. And it, October will be the 105th anniversary of the miracle of the sun, which. Um, is the if I have to remember how to say this correctly, the largest crowd to ever witness a miracle was that day. It was something like seventy to eighty thousand mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. witnessed the miracle of the sun. And um, I think you know I was reading this morning that our, our St. Louis Blues, for the first time since they won the Stanley Cup, just advanced to the next round of the playoffs. They made it out of the first round. And I think back to. I don't even remember what year it was. I think it was like 2017, 2018 that they won the Stanley Cup. 2019. Uh, 2019, mm-hmm. yeah. This shows you how big of a fan I am. And that's my <laughs> point. Like, I was a real big fan for those three weeks or four weeks that they were in the playoffs, and then it kind of tapered off. And when we have these big miracle moments like the miracle of the sun, it's really easy to get energized. Or I think of, you know, those f- first few weeks after going to a conference or a retreat, we're really energized, but then it begins to taper off. And how can we cultivate that habit of seeking God in the ordinary, everyday, mundane things? And this is what I keep coming back to, the promises, the 15 promises of the rosary. And I'm not going to read all 15 of them here. But uh, those who faithfully serve me by the recitation of the rosary shall receive signal graces. Well, it's like we were saying, when we slow down and we put ourselves aside, we're a lot more open to receiving the grace of God and, and hearing what he's saying to us or what the Blessed Mother might be saying, you know, do what my son tells you. And by the way, he's telling you to do this if we actually take the time to stop and listen. Um, number four, though, I come back to the recitation of the rosary will cause virtue in good works to flourish. It will obtain for souls the abundant mercy of God. It will withdraw the hearts of men from the love of the world and its vanities and will lift them to the desire of eternal things. Oh, that souls would sanctify themselves by this means. And I think of the promises of Our Lady. And I also think back to Fatima when she said, pray the rosary daily, not somewhat regularly, not weekly, but pray the rosary daily. Um, This is kind of like my mom saying, brush your teeth (laughs) daily. You're going to regret it if you don't. You may not regret it this week, but when you're sitting in the dentist chair and he's drilling, you're going to think back and wish you brushed your teeth daily. And I think of this promise, and then I look around at all the hatred and the vitriol in the world. And I mean, just driving the other day. Um, the number of people that were just weaving in and out in the turn lane and the opposite lanes to get around people. I'm like, you know, I bet if we all prayed the rosary, this this would all go down a bit. And I don't know. Am, am I crazy, Paula? That's a loaded question. Oh, there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we're... <laughs> This is a, a rowdy roundup this morning. <laughs> no, you know, you're not crazy at all. And in fact, the you know, I mean, the, the research literature proves that, too. I mean, not that, you know, we, you know, we have our faith, but there's also science. And, you know, we know that we are calmer. Uh, we know that, you know, I, th- I think a lot of 
the secular culture talks about meditation and you hear a lot about, this is going to be a whole other can of worms, but you know they talk about mindfulness. And a lot of that's coming from the Eastern religion traditions and Buddhism. And we have mindfulness. This The rosary is the definition of mindfulness because tr- truly, and not in a way that contradicts our faith, because we're meditating on the life of Jesus. And yeah, there's nothing better than that, really. Yeah. Um, Number, where is it here? I just lost it. Oh, number seven, those who have a true devotion of the rosary shall not die without the sacraments of the church. You know, and again, is that some magic formula that if you're dying, suddenly Father will show up out of nowhere? Maybe. I don't know. That that could be the miracle. But I also think, Corey, if you're praying the rosary daily, you're going to be very in tune with, I need the sacraments of the church. So, you know, I, I heard the other week that a hundred years ago, 90% of people didn't know when they were going to die. It was infection, childbirth, or accident. That's how you died. And it came very suddenly. And now that's less than 10% of people. 90% plus of us actually know when we're in the process of dying. And I think if we're praying that rosary, what are we going to seek? The sacraments of the church. Absolutely. And and you're also going to want to desire those things as well. So it's not it's not a magic formula, like you said. It's it's a it's it's a guide book, it's a guideline of look, if you do these things, then then your life will change. So it's not a if-then kind of a statement. It's not if you pray the rosary daily, then um, then automatically and magically you will die with the sacraments. It's that journey. It's that changing of our lives that, that guides you closer to gaining those sacraments and making sure that you've You've raised your family in a way that they know that you want to have those sacraments before you die, that you are maybe that's you have the time to go to daily mass and and you're going to make those uh, changes in those efforts because you're praying the daily rosary. Yeah. Fair warning, friends. We're probably going to talk about this a lot in two weeks, but um, I often talk about grace. You know, and one of the reasons we pray the rosary is to open ourselves up to grace. I often use the analogy of sailing. You want the wind to fill your sails and, and so you can blow into the correct direction, right? Well, I finally said, you know what I need to do? I need to take a sailing lesson. I've talked about this enough. I've wanted to do it. So on, on May 25th, I'm actually taking a sailing lesson, but I had nice. to take a, an online class. And I learned that there's a direction, if you're facing into the wind, that's called the no-go zone. It doesn't matter how hard you try, you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're going against the wind, it's not going to happen. And and if it does happen, as you start to get out of that, um, you maybe turn the, the, the boat a little bit, it's still really hard. You want to go fast, you want to be going the same direction as the wind. They call that a running sail. I learned this, right? And uh, this is the thing. You stop to pray the rosary, friends, you're letting the wind of grace push you in the right direction. And who wouldn't want that to help them out in life? I don't know. We're going to take a break here. We've been talking for a while. You're listening to the Roadmap Roundup here on Roadmap to Heaven this Friday morning. Don't go anywhere. Prayer in a time of waiting. All-powerful and ever-living God, guard our churches, our homes, our schools, our hospitals, our factories, and all the places where we gather. Deliver us from harm and peril. Protect our land and the peoples from enemies within and without. Grant an early peace with victory founded upon justice, instill in the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere a firm purpose to live forever in peace and goodwill toward all. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Here is our catequiz question for the day, and this actually stems from something Gabe Jones mentioned earlier. So if you were paying attention, you just you come might up with be... the question this morning. Is it? No, I did not just come up with <laughs> okay. the question. I altered it. <laughs> you <laughs> okay. know, I altered it. I can do that. I'm the host. Uh, we we talk about the rosary as the layman's psalter or the or Mary's psalter, and why is that? So here, friends, is the question. How many psalms are there in the book of Psalms? How many psalms are there in the book of Psalms? Hmm. Corey, do you want to take a, a guess at that? 150. Yeah, that's correct. You know, you know, you know how you know that is uh, if you take the number of Hail Marys in a rosary, not counting the first three at the beginning, but the the five decades, and you multiply that by the three sets of mysteries that Our Lady gave to Saint Dominic. That's 150. And so right there, why it's called Mary's Psalter. And then uh, John Paul II, St. John Paul II, gave us even more to love, even more mysteries to pray. Or as Father Donald Calloway calls them, uh, if the rosary was the sword, he made it the lightsaber with the luminous mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm going to see him okay. this weekend. I'm really, maybe I'll ask him about that. You know, um, I'm looking forward to it. Corey, one of the uh, things this week has shown me here is that our culture in the United States has caused serious need for reparation for sins against the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And while it's not First Friday, it's not First Saturday, when we keep those devotions, we are praying in reparation for the sins against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And um, wow, I don't want to get into all of the things that have happened in the past two weeks with with protests and demonstrations and and all of that, but... um, Anyone who's paying attention clearly sees that we have a need to do reparation for these sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance. And uh, how do you do that in your home? I mean, mm-hmm. vengeance isn't our part. That's God's part. Right. Our part is reparation. How, how do the grizzles do that? So I still have a lot of little children in my family. Um, uh, they would probably say they're not so little. And actually, I received a text over the break saying that um, Leo and Teddy are listening this morning, and they said they do not think the rosary is boring. So I am, right? I'm, I'm good with that. So <laughs> good for them. And, and I, you know, we do pray um, at least a decade and some of our memorized prayers uh, every night that we can, that we can remember, um, and that we're all home or that most of us are home. So, um, you know, we, we try and get into that, that habit. Um, but the point of me mentioning the young children is that we don't really tell them what's going on in the news too much. You know, my older girls can know what's going on and we discuss a lot of things like that. Um, but I think just being able to teach my children those um, regular rote prayers, the St. Michael prayer, that's one of them that as soon as something happens in the news, as soon as they get distressed about something, that's that's what we pray because we want that protection um, over you know anything that's going on in our lives and for the church. We need that protection for the church in order to, um, you know, for them to, to have their strength as well. But any little prayer that, you know, if we, we read those things in the news um, and we, or we just see those things in the news and, or we listen on the radio and we get caught listening to the news if we don't like to listen, it's just, it's heartbreaking these last two weeks and the things that have been going on and the attacks on the churches. And um, it, it's, a, it's completely heartbreaking. And just to be able to pull those prayers of protection out and just say a quick prayer and, and be at peace for, I mean, I can't do anything about it physically. I have to pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gabe Jones, what about, what about your household? So, you know, my kids are uh, young and too young, really, to really understand what's going on in the world today. Uh, so we, you know, 
every once in a while maybe we'll make a comment or, or try to explain something to them. But um, we just try to do the simple things, right? And it doesn't have to be specifically about what's going on currently. But, you know, we, we do meatless Fridays in our house. And the, our kids know, well, why do we not eat meat on Friday? Well, because Jesus died on a Friday. You know, and we're remembering that sacrifice and we're offering that up. So, uh, you know, they understand that kind of stuff, the little simple things that we can do. Uh, and, and we don't always have to connect it to, like, a current thing. Right. So, so I think that's, that's important to realize is, like, as adults, you know, Sarah and I, we can, we can connect to current things and do reparation for something current. But the kids don't always need to know. So. What about you, Paula? Well, for me, getting up this morning at five o'clock was pretty much a sacrifice. <laughs> so that was, I did, I did actually think about that this morning. Um, one of the things is um, our youngest actually is she was, she's a divine mercy baby. Um, she was born at the hour of mercy. In fact, when the doctor delivered, uh, it was two fifty six in the afternoon and we looked up at, you know, by the time he looked up at the clock, he says, it's three o'clock. It's the hour of mercy. And my youngest, she's almost six. She has had this I don't know. It's got to be a supernatural. It's a devotion to um, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And so she goes to St. Austin, and mm-hmm. which is such a blessing. That school is amazing. And she has wanted, since she was very young, to, um, we pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet at night. And she, we, we go on YouTube and find, like, different videos. And she's like, oh, I like a different one. It's, anyway, it's 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 pretty cool. So, um yeah. Like that's a, yeah. You well, you know, I, I, Gabe, you said something that reminded me of uh, the book of Ecclesiastes and in chapter one, verse four, we read one generation departs and another generation comes, but the world forever stays or sometimes translated seasons come and season go seasons go, but nothing really changes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like take the news of the last two weeks and you can go two weeks before that or two years before that or mm-hmm. 200 years before that. And there were sins against yep. the sacred heart of Jesus and against the immaculate heart of Mary that we can do reparation for today. I yeah. mean, um, practical ideas that I've been thinking of this week, you know, sadly we read the reports of a church, I believe in Texas where mm-hmm. the tabernacle was stolen. Yeah. And right. um, hmm. I read the other day that they found the tabernacle behind a fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. um, but completely empty. And so we know that there, you know, we, we don't know with 100% certainty, but I think it's a very safe guess to say that there was an act of sacrilege um, just by the fact that the, the tabernacle was stolen and that our Lord was present in the tabernacle and they found the tabernacle, but not the sacred hosts. Yeah. So right there, it's like, what can my kids do? Well, maybe it's as simple as this Sunday after mass saying, we're going to stay for an additional 10 minutes to kneel in adoration mm-hmm. and pray, and that that's our act of reparation. And mm-hmm. and remembering that there's no single act that the rites could do, or really collective acts of our entire lifetimes that we could do that make up for all of the sins. Um, in fact, Jesus took care of that work on the cross, but we can unite ourselves. And again, I think going back to the rosary, that's one of those things, the more we do that, the more we have a distaste for sin. Not to say Mm -hmm. temptation won't come along, but it's a lot easier to do meatless Fridays when you have a fuller comprehension of why we do acts of penance and reparation. And and two, I think it's it's important to remember that, I mean, it's not just for for things going on generically, but it's also for like individual people. Yeah. Right, there are individual people out there in the world who may not know Jesus, but you can do an act of reparation for them. Yeah. Right. And you can do something 
you know, and ask God to give that person, whoever that might be, the grace to somehow come to know him better. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of a, I don't know if it's consoling is the right word, but it's kind of nice to have a target in your mind. If you're saying, you know, I'm going to do this act of penance for that person out there who, who doesn't know Jesus, that person who just cut me off in traffic, you know, I'm going to say a little prayer for them that maybe, you know, they'll under, you know, get God's grace somehow and be open to that. Um, so that's, that's, that kind of gives it maybe more of a concrete reality, you know, and not just sort of a generic, well, I'm going to do some act of reparation for, for things, you know, yeah. going on, but you know, that person over there, right. That I saw, you know, I'm going to do something in reparation for, you know, yeah. to, well, to help them. It's important to remember that, especially with the, uh, the five first Saturdays devotion that there are every week specific or not every week, every month we're praying for a specific sin or a specific sacrilege, um, against the blessed mother. And, and that kind of helps too keep us grounded in this rhythm. But Gabe, you, you touch on something really important here and we're going to have to uh, go to a break here in a minute, but sister Marie Veritas of the sisters of life gave a keynote address yesterday during a prayer breakfast. I was privileged to attend. And she reminded us that, you know, when we pray for the souls of people to, to convert and turn to God, she goes uh, to, she said something to the effect of in this time, we have to remember that, the doctor that performs these unspeakable things. We have to pray for that doctor's soul. The, the, the mother that's confronted with this choice, we have to pray for her soul. The man involved in the situation who may have abandoned the woman or may be pressuring the woman, we have to pray for his soul, that God desires all of those souls. Now, it's up to them whether or not they are going to turn to the Lord, just as it's up to you and I. But God desires their souls, too, and I, I love that, that, you know, it is a stark reminder that we do have to pray for these people. This is not us versus them. This is we want everybody to go to heaven. But to do that, we have to lay down our lives and follow our Lord. We're going to take a break here and get you another check of the weather and the daily dose of encouragement for today. And then we'll wrap up the roundup after this. This is another one of those weeks here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement that I'm sad to be wrapping up because it means we are coming to the end of our topic of evangelization. And I think, Patty, we could go on for weeks and weeks and weeks talking about evangelization, but we won't dwell on that. We're going to talk about today's lesson. Well, I've been sharing from other people, truly. None of these ideas have come from myself, just images, stories that have stuck with me. And I'm just passing them along to you. This next one for today, for Friday, our last day of the week, comes from Father Nathan Cromley, who's a very dear friend of mine. He's a priest from the community of St. John. And he told this story when he was a teenager. John Paul II was coming to Denver for World Youth Day. Now, Father Nathan Cromley was from Toledo, Ohio. And there was no way that he could afford as a teenager to go to Denver to go see Pope John Paul II. But he wanted to go. He wanted to go badly, but he didn't tell anybody that. But he knew there was no way his family could afford that. And he was a teenager who was going to daily mass. He was into his faith. And one day, some old guys, as he called them, some old guys in the back of church, he noticed him and came up to him. They happened to be members of the Sarah Club of Toledo, Ohio. And this is what they said to him. They said, young man, you have just won the essay contest for a free trip to World Youth Day in Denver, Colorado. And Father Nathan looked at him and said, I didn't write any essay and the man whispered back to him you can write it when you get back those men from the sarah club 
had noticed Father Nathan Cromley going to Mass, and they thought, you know what, this would be a person that we could send to World Youth Day. Let's just do it because we can. They pooled their money together and lavished him. Now, it was at World Youth Day that he felt John Paul II calling him to the priesthood. He said that was the turning point of his vocation. And he said, the reason I'm a priest today is because those gentlemen decided to do something just because they can. And they lavished him with the gift of going to World Youth Day back in Denver. So here's my question for all of us today. What can you do for someone just because we can? They have no way of paying you back. They don't earn it. They don't deserve it. It's just a random gift. But what can you do to plant a seed of faith just because you can? And it might involve some money, yes, but it might involve something totally different. What can you do to lavish someone, to bless someone, to invite someone, to enable them to go somewhere, to attend a retreat, to go to a Steubenville conference? What can you do just because you can? Plant that seed and go for it today. I think it's safe to say that the essay on this may not be written down on paper, but this whole week talking about evangelization has been a great teaching week for us. And Patty, I want to thank you for all of these wonderful nuggets you've brought us this week. A prayer to the Archangel Gabriel. O blessed Archangel Gabriel, we beseech thee, do thou intercede for us at the throne of divine mercy in our present necessities that as thou didst announce to Mary the mystery of the Incarnation, so through thy prayers and patronage in heaven we may obtain the benefits of the same and sing the praise of God forever in the land of the living. Amen. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this encore edition of the Roadmap Roundup. Again, going back to Our Lady of Fatima's Day, May 13th, with some great things to keep in mind as we begin now this month of the rosary the month of october which starts tomorrow don't forget that tomorrow is a first saturday of the month what a great way to start the month of the rosary than by doing our first saturday devotion let's pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen all glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen our lady of the rosary pray for us saint joseph terror of demons pray for us Thanks again for listening. I'll be back with you next week on Tuesday. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. This has been Roadmap to Heaven. Pray your rosary today.